Hello and welcome to Cocoa Pods, a podcast of the Birth Center for Natural Deliveries Foundation. My name is Dr. Bola Sagade. I'm a women's health specialist. Today, we're fortunate to have with us a chef, Chef Patria Cunningham Barrett from Detroit, Michigan. She now lives in Atlanta. Chef Patria has been a chef for over 30 years. She has three degrees, an AAS culinary art, a bachelor's degree in nutrition, and a master's degree in health education. Currently, she is a CTAE culinary instructor with DeKalb County Schools in Atlanta, Georgia. She's a wife, she's a mother, and she's a grandma. This podcast also wants to educate, you know, uh, providers, doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners that take care of low-income women and just giving us information and education to know how to advise them because we don't want to stay on this pedestal assuming that every woman has access to a grocery store and that every woman has the finances to shop at a grocery store. So for those women that do not have such access and yet they still have to eat, I'm glad that you talked about the fact that even if you have to stop at the dollar store to buy your food, read the labeling on the food, the nutritional facts, so that you know exactly what you're putting into your mouth. I hope that helped. Yes. Before we move to the aspect of storing food, can you just, like you walked us through making food, the sauce, What's the name of that sauce that you just talked about? Alfredo sauce. Alfredo sauce. It's a favorite. It's a, it's a, it's a, everybody loves chicken Alfredo sauce. I don't know why. Right. So can you walk us through another totally simple food that can be prepared from inexpensive items? Sure. So let me say, everybody likes soups. So one great thing that you can make is like a garden vegetable soup. And you can buy inexpensive things. I actually grew vegetables in my garden. So I had tomatoes and I had zucchini and what else did I have? Peppers. So for my vegetable garden vegetable soup, I use onions, garlic, tomatoes, zucchini, and one ear of corn. And I actually just cut it in, in little like quarters. And so you just saute your onions and your carrots and your green peppers. That's what I use. And I also had tomatoes that I had frozen from my garden. And I put it in a pot. After you saute that stuff up, you put it in a pot. You put the seasonings. I like Italian seasoning. So I like basil and oregano and things like that. And I put a little turmeric in it, which is actually really good. Super food. So and you just let that cook on the stove. If you you can throw it in a crock pot. And then for the protein, I actually took a can of garbanzo beans or chickpeas and I used chickpeas. So that's a great way if you are trying to go vegetarian. You got I got the rainbow in there and I also have the protein in there. 
So one thing about another thing about vegetarian, two incomplete proteins make a complete protein. So that's why macaroni and cheese is a complete protein. Bet you didn't know that. <laughs> no, I thought macaroni and cheese is a complete protein. It is two incomplete proteins make a complete protein. Oh wow. We we we're yeah. like sometimes African Americans are the only one to eat macaroni and cheese as a side. A lot of other cultures use macaroni and cheese as a main dish. Wow. Cause it is. Wow. Wow. That's but I want the thing I can tell you. So if you like, I love a burger, try using turkey burgers or even ground chicken. It's not that much of a difference. You're going to put the same, the same condiments on there. Your body won't know. And then instead of using white, get a whole wheat roll and saute some onions and ketchup. I'm hungry. I'm sorry. I'll stop. But, <laughs> but it's a lot. You believe me, it's going to taste a lot better than McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's. And then, you know, you cooked it yourself because you used your food thermometer. So, you know, it was the right temperature and your baby's going to love you for it. So, you know. And we're going to talk about what you teach on a daily basis to the students, but let's go into with respect to storing the food. So when we Uh get the food from the grocery store, um, Uh you did talk about, or or when we have the food in general, just keeping hot foods hot and store Uh cold foods in the refrigerator and don't leave leftover food at room temperature you know, stuff like that. Can you tell us some more about that? Okay. So one thing that people never knew that rice is very hazardous. Oh, you can't leave rice out. You will get a very bad stomach bug by leaving rice out. So you need to put it in the refrigerator, but you like, it's too hot. Cooked rice. Cooked rice. rice. Yes. Cooked rice. Some people leave it out all day, but no. So what you can do to Make it get down to the right temperature before you put it in the refrigerator. It's not good to just throw hot food in the refrigerator. So you get an ice bath. So you put a bowl with some water and ice and you put the pot in there to cool it down. The reason you do that is because if you just throw a hot item in the refrigerator, the germs are multiplying triple, triple, triple time. So we want to get the temperature down on the food before we put it in the refrigerator. Not just leave it out for a couple hours. Just get a bowl or whatever. Put it in a smaller bowl. Whatever you have it in a pot, put it in a smaller bowl. Cover it up. Put it some. You can even take a Ziploc bag and put some ice in it. And put it on top of the Ziploc bag. And let it cool down before you put it in the refrigerator. So, and don't, in the leave the food out. I know you say you're going to get back to it. But it's a lot easier just to put it in. Don't put it, and don't. If you can, please don't put it away in a pot. Try to get you some Ziploc bags if you can't afford bowls. Get some Ziploc bags, put the food in, cool it down, put it in the refrigerator, take out what you need. So, and one thing that people really don't know is you can only heat up that food once. So you got that pot of spaghetti and you you put it in the refrigerator, then you heat it back up, then you put it back in the refrigerator. No, once you heat it up once, it's done. So if you're going to heat some up just for yourself, heat a little bit up. Don't heat the whole pot up and think about, and I know it's hard to, some some people it's hard for them to make smaller portions. If you're going to make a big portion, 
cool it down and freeze it. And that's always like, if you don't have a lot of time and you got a day you're off work, make a big pot of something, cool it down, put it in Ziploc bags and freeze it and take it out when you want, want it. If you're like me, I hate leftovers. I don't do leftovers. I'm sorry. I'll remake a leftover, but I'm not going to eat the same thing twice. So make two or three things that day. Cool it down with the ice. Put it in a Ziploc bag. Put it in the freezer. Take it out as you need it. Remember, we're making smaller portions and we're taking it out as we need it. So if it's hot, cool it down before you put it in the refrigerator. Okay, it's okay to cool something down and freeze it. Once you reheat something, and when you reheat it, we're going to take our thermometer. It's got to be all the way up to 165 degrees. Even if you put it in a microwave, it's got to be up to 165. Why does it have to be 165, Chef? Because it kills all the germs. Everybody gone. Don't matter. E. coli, hepatitis A, norovirus, they're gone. So, that's one thing about the foodborne illness. That's why we keep hot food hot and cold food cold because there's a temperature danger zone. So from 41 to 135 is the temperature danger zone. What does that mean? That means that if something is supposed to be cold, it has to be under 41 degrees. If something is supposed to be hot, it's supposed to be 135 and over because that little Mary part, 41 to 135, that's when all the microorganisms double, triple. And when it's 70 to 130, they they times 10. So that's why restaurants that really know what they're doing, you have to, people can die if you don't do it right. So make sure you get you that thermometer. And if you don't have bags, go to the dollar store, get some Ziploc bags, get some bowls, make them in small portions and take it out because like a lot of people don't have time. Freeze it. And then take it out and don't leave that food overnight. No, 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 no. If you left it out overnight, throw it away in the morning. Don't say, well, I left this out, but then we just wasted a bunch of food. So remember, proper refrigerating, proper reheating, proper storing. Oh, this is one thing, Doc, that people do all the time. If you open a can, don't put that can in the refrigerator. That's toxic. You open a can, put it in a Ziploc bag, and put it in the refrigerator or the freezer. I hate to open a refrigerator and see a can in there. I'll be like, oh, my gosh, that's toxic. We got it. We, we can eat. And the thing about it is not that expensive to eat healthy. What's expensive is those foods that they tell you that's healthy and vegetarian. They have so much stuff in them. You might as well eat a burger. Really? You go get that fakey chicken. You did not. They they just pumped you up with all this junk that you should have just ate some chicken. But that's my soapbox. That's my soapbox. <laughs> I, I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> so so you know on a daily basis when you teach your students, what what are some of the things that you teach them? You know, with well, respect to uh, as being a chef. Well, one thing I teach is safety and sanitation. That is the most important. I spent a whole month on that, and that's how to properly clean, how to not cross-contamination, the temperatures of food. The whole idea is not to kill people. That is what a chef's idea is. My, I never killed nobody, knock on wood, because I follow the rules. You have to follow the rules when it comes to that. You can't skip items. At home, we do, okay, I'm not going to lie. When I'm home, I might do some stuff that I might not have did at the restaurant. 
but I've never killed these people at home yet. So they good. They good. So, but you know, at a restaurant, like I said, the target group that is susceptible to things at a restaurant, pregnant women, infants, senior citizens, and people with immune problems. So, and I actually have a daughter who's a vegetarian and she is picky, but she lost my food. But I keep, like I said, I wash my hands. I'm strict in the kitchen. My mom, when she works for me, she'd be like, jeez, I'm strict. I don't play. I don't play. So, yeah, that, but we, even in the kitchen, my kids love um, my class. I don't know why, because I get on them, and they know you, we don't play around. But they can tell you about safety. They can tell you about sanitation. I teach them knife cuts. I teach them everything as if they worked, in, if they were going to a culinary art school in college. They don't know it. They don't really, they kids, they don't care. But I really love it. It's something I've been doing for a very long time. Well, you know, you also talked about, you know, thank you for that. That was so funny. You talked about avoiding processed foods that tend to be high in sugar, yes. um, fat, and salt. Yes. And, you know, al- although they can taste very good and they are very convenient, but they might not be good for, for our nutrition. Oh, they uh, taste you- real good because they, they dope up our taste buds. They, they don't. So you not, you just get tasting your body is like, what is this? So you just have to watch it. And, and they, they will, they will try to trick you. Like it'll say lower salt. Okay. And then you look at, they lowered the salt, but they made the sugar higher. And that's the number one killer in minorities is diabetes and heart problems. And or it'll say gluten-free. Some things are naturally gluten-free. Gluten is wheat. So you thinking you're buying something that's gluten-free, it's like really chicken never had gluten in it, unless you was make, making a chicken patty. So one thing, like try, like I say, try things when you go to restaurants. And when you go to a store, instead of getting, I like pita bread. Instead of getting regular bread, try pita bread. The process of pita bread is um, use it's an unleavened bread. So it doesn't have all the things that other bread will have in it. Pita bread, lavash, tortillas, they have a lower fat tortilla that they don't use salt. And it's a lot easier for um, to make a sandwich and things like that. Yeah, the processed food. Now they, they are trying to get a little bit better with processed foods that are like lower salt and things like that. Like if you say, hey, chef, I can afford this lunch meat, get the turkey breast, get the tuna, even the chicken in the can. I can tell you the other day I had the canned chicken because I'm allergic to tuna. So I had the canned chicken. And I was like, you know what? What am I going to do with this? I made a Popeye with the canned chicken. I took the canned chicken, um, cream of chicken soup, and mixed vegetables. And I made that for the inside of my uh, Popeye. Then I took butter, flour, and ice water, and I made a, a crust. They loved it. But if I get the can, I also, it's certain brands I like. I like Campbell. But I'll make sure, but I'll get the off name. But I'll make sure it's low fat or low salt. Because like you said, everybody can't afford the most expensive thing. But if you have to get it, look, read it, read it. Because we have so many of our relatives dying of diabetes and hypertension. And exercise. Make sure you're walking around. Get up. 
after you eat that food, you ate that good meal, don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Get up and walk. It's so many beautiful parks here in Georgia. So, I mean, it, that's why we don't say diet, because what's the first three letters in diet? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> exactly. It's eating plan. We have a healthy eating plan. And then after nine months, you're going to actually want that same food. You're like, you know, it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard. You got to think about it. Back in the day, grandma made all the meals. They made the meals. I mean, and I know who does it. What grandma didn't have a cast iron skillet? And you can do it. Don't let um, media tell you and Uber Eats and stuff like that trying to get you. And stay away from that Chinese food, dude. That stuff is so high in sodium. I mean, I know. I even made, I made, what did I make the other day? I made egg bouillon. That was my mother's favorite. Stay away from it. Just, you know, try to make it yourself. Look online. You guys are the YouTube TikTok babies. You guys can watch a video and make something. I can't even do that. It's, it's easy and it's, it's, hey, if Becky could do it, you could do it. It's really easy to eat healthy because we want to live longer, not, not shorter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how about, you know, just, you know, what can we drink uh, during pregnancy? We know that, the, the, you know, and I know you're going to say the safest drinks during pregnancy are water and milk. Right. Can you give us some more insight on the things we can drink during pregnancy? Well, I already told you, no, no alcohol. You have to, I didn't, you need to lower your caffeine intake to no caffeine. I think no caffeine is better. Um, if you're going to use, going to drink fruit drinks, juices, check the sugar level, get the low sugar or the fresh fruit, fruit juices, water, of course, stay away from the sodas. Even the diet sodas. I know it says diet, but your body sees sugar is sugar. Sorry. So, I mean, no one's just going to drink milk and water. But if you drink milk, I like I like almond milk and coconut milk. I don't like regular milk. But if you're a regular milk person, a 2% to low fat milk would be the best. And, you know, the smoothies, if you want to make it, that's another great thing. You get up in the morning, you're like, you know what, I'm going to make a smoothie. Go ahead, put that spinach in there, that fruit and yogurt and ice. And you got a great smoothie. And guess what? You put spinach in there already. You already got your greens and your fruit. You're eating your rainbow. So stay away from, you know, try to get healthy things. If you don't really like yogurt, put it in your smoothie. I was not a milk drinker, like I said, but I would eat, I would do smoothies, I would do shake, I would do yogurt. And a lot of us are lactose intolerant. So don't do it then to yourself. Oh my God, they now have a lactose-free yogurt. Being pregnant today is a lot easier than it was in my time. Like we didn't have all that almond milk and stuff like that. I mean, I would force myself. You don't know, Doc. I would for I never like milk. I'm not intolerant. I just don't like it. And I would have to force myself to drink that, that milk. So no, I mean, just keep keep it, keep it healthy. You know, stay away from the sodas. I know you might want if you sneak one, okay. You sneak one every now and again, you, you're gonna be okay. If you put it on a diet and not an eating plan, you're gonna cheat. A eating plan meaning I'm planning on eating like this for the rest of my life. And I know we all have that favorite, but just keep that favorite for every now and again. What's your favorite, Doc? 
<laughs> I'm gonna say water on table. No, wait, what's your what's your favorite? Not just water. What's your favorite cheat food? Um, come on, be, be honest. I, I, I would I would say cheese. Cheese is your favorite cheat food. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like pecan pie myself, but okay, we'll go with cheese. Yeah. Did you say cheat? Cheat food? Said, cheat. Yeah. 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 Oh, cheese. You don't usually eat cheese. I think I eat too much cheese. Oh, you eat too much cheese. <laughs> You're a vegetarian. You'll be okay. My my favorite cheat food is pecan pie, and I and I every now and again I'll get me a piece of pecan pie. Uh-huh. I love pecan pie. But but how about coffee? Um, you know, for pregnant women. Well, I don't know because my doctor said no caffeine. <laughs> and that was 50, 30 years ago. So, but I read that you can have a little bit of coffee, a, a little, little bit, bit of caffeine, yes. decaf caffeine. Now it depends yeah. on your, it depends on your situation. Mm-hmm. Now, if you may already be hypotension, it's a lot better not to drink caffeine. Mm. Everybody's situation is different when they're pregnant. So I can't say, I'm not going to say drink coffee and and then, you know. Right, right. We say a little bit, a little bit of caffeine. A little, you know, little everything, bit of coffee. Everything in moderation. Everything yeah. in moderation. Yes, yes. You know, I, I'm just talking about that. You know, one, one cup of uh, instant coffee has 60 milligrams of, uh, of caffeine. Right. One, one shot of espresso coffee has 100 milligrams of caffeine. And a cup of tea has 30 milligrams of caffeine and uh, 100 gram bar of milk chocolate has 20 milligrams of caffeine. So, oh, wow. you know, the, the, the highest is about the a shot of espresso coffee and the lowest is about a cup of tea or a small uh, bar of milk chocolate for right. people that still like their caffeine. Um, but one thing I can say, Doc, like people nowadays, they don't just eat, drink coffee like those. Stay away from the energy drinks. Yes. I, yeah. I Stay away from the energy drinks while you're pregnant. Right, right. Wow. This has been great. So, you know, as we're wrapping up, what advice uh, as a chef, you know, as a as a chef that has done this for 30 years, as we close and you've said a lot of things. What advice would you give a pregnant woman in Georgia, whether she has a lot of income or limited income, and she just wants to eat healthily for herself and her baby during pregnancy and maybe continue this uh, lifestyle change after pregnancy? What advice would you give such a woman? Well, like I said, myplate.gov will help you out a lot with balancing your menus and also eat healthy, like eat the rainbow, like your vegetables, you know, make sure you try a new vegetable a day, like try to cut. We as Americans eat a lot of protein. So maybe protein twice, twice a day, if you're going to do meat and make sure you, you choose fresh alternatives. Don't get food from unapproved sources. You know, I know, it, and you know, even watch when you are eating out, make sure it's a place that you can trust because the food that you were able to eat when you weren't pregnant is totally different now. 
So for a good heating, make sure you check in your sodium, make sure you check in your sugars, be healthy to your heart. And not only, not only while you're pregnant, but throughout your life. And don't forget your dairies. Just make sure to have a well-rounded diet. And even on myplate.gov, if you able to go there, the plate, they'll show you a plate. And actually the biggest thing on the plate is vegetables. Vegetables have the biggest little curve on the plate. Then it's the grains. And then actually, believe it or not, is lastly is the protein and then milk. And it actually tells you on the myplate.gov how many servings a day that you need. Chef Patria Cunningham Barrett, originally from Detroit, now in DeKalb County, Atlanta. Thank you so very much for your time today. Thank you for just candidly telling us how to prepare meals, store meals, eat better in pregnancy, in and around pregnancy. We're so grateful to you for your time today. And thank you for coming to Coco Pods podcast. Well, thank you, Doc. And I want to say, what word did we learn to replace? We, we went away from diet to healthy plan. Very good. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>